2: Hello, welcome inside Hour 2, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, I hope you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, we got into Shohei Otani a few minutes ago, and we're going we're gonna to get into back into the biggest story out of the NFL in a couple of seconds, but... We have John Paul Morosi coming up in about twenty minutes, and it looks like the Dodgers could be moving towards another trade. They make a a good trade, bringing back Kike Hernandez, who always played well in L.A. They make a better trade, giving up basically nothing for Ahmed Rosario, who's going to help the Dodgers yeah. right away as a solid player. They gave up a guy that they could have waived, and no one would pick up in Cindergard. I do feel bad that
4: this is where we're at with Cindergard. Like I don't feel bad the guy stinks he's throwing 72 miles an hour now and that's his fastball come on that man has a family. Come on, just man. like that baseball that was hit the other day. Come on, you know look, that baseball I, had a family.
2: Hey, I'm old enough to remember Noah Syndergaard saying, "Oh, I'd be very happy to get the Mets qualifying offer and take it for 18 million dollars." And as soon as the Angels came up with 20 million, he said, "Nope, I'm going to the Angels." Uh, dude, you 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 know what? You made that decision, and the team that had the most invested in you, you decided to walk away from. Yeah, you you basically just shorten your career by Yeah,
4: yeah, that. no, that's you bitter Mets Jordan, fan. I'm talking to me as yeah, a as, okay. as a huma- humanitarian. I'm uh, a man uh, of the people. Uh, uh, I wrap everybody in a big hug and and look, obviously he's no, not you, good. you do not wrap. I everybody. do too. Just
2: stop with that. Just I do too. <laughs> you sometimes your hug is like a bear where you squeeze the life out of people. Just get st- that, that I that, watched you know. wrestling growing up that's your you really
4: back. have to feel it <laughs> you feel the love but no for syndigard the fact that you were able to make a deal i mean look that that's wizardry man mm, we're talking I, about aliens the last couple days and stuff i mean that's just absolute sorcery
2: jedi mind tricks I, I, I don't understand how the guardian said yes we want no syndicard I don't get it, but now they could be making another move, and we'll find out just the possibility of this as that the Dodgers and the Cardinals have been talking about Nolan Arenado the Cardinals having a horrible season. Arenado is due a lot of money for the next few years. And I see this trade happen. And, you know, you and I have actually talked about this in for the a last long couple time. of weeks, yeah. you know, about, Hey, Arenado would be a great fit. He's someone that the Dodgers would sign and he would be their, their third baseman for the next five years. They would take on his money. No problem. Yeah. Yo, you, you, you do that. Yeah, that's fine. By the time you're 35, 36, your contract's a little bit lower, but Arenado has done nothing but continue to rake. Even as he left Colorado, you know, all the, Oh, is he ner- can he still do it in St. Louis? He's not in Coors Field anymore. No, the guy is still hitting. The guy is still one of the best third basemen you've seen. Uh, he would fit right in. The Dodgers have a couple of prospects, I'm sure. If they want this deal to happen, this deal will happen, and you could slot him in there at third base next. be like getting Freddie Freeman. Hey, this is terrific. He's 32 years old. We're going to slot him in there for the next three or four years. Same thing will happen with Nolan Arenado, and the Dodgers should make this happen, 100%.
4: Yeah, I mean, they, we remember all the talk here locally, Right, broadcasting from L.A. Hello, everybody, AM 570 L.A. Sports uh, with us tonight because, I mean, certainly everybody gets excited when the big names uh, start getting bandied about, all the expectations, because they're still uh, waiting for a parade to just bring Otani and his stuff up the five this offseason. But in the interim, all right, what else is out there? What else is available in, in what looks to be a, a bit of a seller's market because you have so many teams still contending? The Cardinals going through one of the rare... Ah, uh, disastrous uh, seasons, given the history uh, of this squad. But remember when it looked like he was headed to free agency before he he signed that monster deal to stay in Colorado, and we we were seeing the mockups of jerseys for him here already, right? I mean, people were excited. He's coming to town uh, like Santa Claus. and now that may actually come to fruition. And for many, fans pundits now it's a question of all right what is a trade that makes this happen because you see bobby miller's name mentioned and i've seen some reaction i've seen it in the blogs and then the message boards uh, that, that folks are a little excitable, not wanting to see him be part of a deal. It's like, hey, you know what? Take take the other young pitchers that you've seen uh, glimpses of this year, some guys that have been part of of what this team has begun uh, to, to build here as we get towards the stretch run. But to think about Arenado joining this already loaded team, roster and freddie freeman mookie bleeping bets who we celebrate every chance we get uh you know throwing guys out and what he does at the plate yeah it's it's exciting stuff and for the cardinals just a a rare rare circumstance of all right you got you got to swallow a little bit of of uh pride and, and recognize this is better for your long term
2: yeah, I mean it. It 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 should happen. The Dodgers have enough. They will take the contract. They have the prospects. Whatever. I mean, they have enough. It should happen. But we'll find out from John Paul Morosi coming up in a few minutes where things are at. Last time we get to talk to JP uh, before the trade deadline, so we'll get the latest on here and what could happen with some other teams making
4: moves. Michigan um, suspending uh, Jim sure. Harbaugh. Yeah. J- hey, JP may be the uh, head
2: coach of the football team for the first four. games. Now, PJ happens.
4: Fleck is trying uh, to deflect stuff. The uh, conference. Of problems, the conference of scandals. It's nothing, <laughs> conference of champions or anything like you. <sighs> wow. This hour of the show
2: brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. Yeah, Colorado's not saying, no, we want to go to the Big 10. No, 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 no. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll go to the Big 12. Well, go to the big
4: well 12, I mean, right. look, lo- go to lots 12. of money. Dion's the calling card, and uh, look, we we can do a deep dive on the Mm Pac-12 media rights deal signed yet no nope. uh,
2: do you need do we need to do a deep dive in the pack to i mean really do they deserve a deep dive Come well on. i mean they don't they don't they last, sh- last team standing they deserve a shallow i can dip my feet in the pool and that's where i bring the little kids because they're in no danger in the water because the water is only like six inches this like is where, no
4: this is where we queue up that, the that's, sarah that's, mclaughlin that's the <laughs> i will remember is this your homework larry you? scott <laughs> Is this your homework? Yeah, all the university Uh, presidents and Larry Scott. It's not my fault!
2: This is not my fault! Uh, (laughs) But the biggest story in the NFL today, we watched Sean Payton go on a rant ripping former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett and and the New York Jets uh, in a diatribe in which he wanted to make sure everybody knew that everything the Broncos were doing is 180 degrees different from last year. And he took on everybody from the public relations department all the way up to the top. Even some people who are continuing to work with the Broncos, he said, yeah, things weren't run great. And he went on to say that watch what happens to the Jets. They tried so hard to win the offseason. Now they're doing hard knocks. I've seen it happen. He has decided to just take a blowtorch to the former head coach, the team he's coaching, and the Jets for no particular reason other than the fact he's probably jealous that uh, Rogers and the Jets are getting the attention, well, that he and Russell Wilson are not. But
4: they also have Hackett. So if he's going to attack the shoddy workmanship that you had and and the shambles that he found because right this is this serves a lot of purposes. It puts Russell Wilson on notice because he absolved him of any of that stain. The stink is gone, right? It, it's 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 not you. It was them. It was everybody running everything in the bu- in the building. All right, he's going to say that publicly. Behind the scenes, eh, I would guess it's a different tale. Uh, not to Russell directly, but in in the well, the swirlings and imaginations of his own own, own head. Uh, but he's also propping himself up of like, wait, do you see how different it is the way we do things here and how great we can turn this thing around? But yeah, the Jets hired Hackett, so he's got to get them. I mean, they're, they're just collateral damage in the rant. Like, they were terrible. It's like, oh, and they hired them, So they're going to stink. Yeah, but and they, we're going to get to they, watch they, it they're on doing Hard Knocks. Hard knocks or doing all, you know, he decided
2: I'm going to go make enemies because, hey, I want people to talk about me more because people aren't talking about me. Hey, now. he but
4: wanted like, to show he could do a 15-minute monologue after his year <laughs> in the media. Like, he, he was g- going to get a grade like it was a test or something. Did you hot take enough?
2: But let's, let's take this in a little bit of a different direction. Maybe the more, most fun direction is that, look, does he have a thing against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets? Uh, you can't say he doesn't because why would he take on the Jets unprompted like this, right? He has talked about how he's felt about Rodgers, his body language, all different things, comments he had when he was in the media for the last year. But if you need another reason, to, to, to believe, hey, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have another elite-level season at quarterback. Let me just throw this at you. An angle of the, the pay cut he took that we didn't really get into a lot yesterday, right? Took a $33 million pay cut to stay with the Jets the next two years. Probably will make that money back some way, shape, or form mm. over the course of the next two, three years, right? What's the biggest thing that's happening as a direct result of that? Dalvin Cook is coming to visit the Jets this weekend. Right, which, which doesn't make me feel great about Brees Hall, but here comes Dalvin Cook, and we talked about him. Hey, for the next two years, Dalvin Cook, a three-down running back, he can help a lot of teams. Now, he's a tough guy to root for. You know, I'm, I'm not going to deny he's a tough guy to root for with the with the, the, the domestic situation he's got and the stories coming out the last few days, but this is, this is a situation that, that is more about Aaron Rodgers than it's about bringing in Dalvin Cook. Because like I said, I'll be honest, it, it, he's a tough guy to root for. But here's Rodgers, right? What does he do? I'm going to take a pay cut so we can go get more players. How incensed is Green Bay right now going, oh, so now you'll take a pay cut? You hold us (laughs) hostage for all that money for the last couple years, and now you tell the Jets, hey, man, it's easy. I'll take a pay cut so we can go sign more guys and go win championships. If that doesn't tell you how unplugged he was in Green Bay, nothing will. You look at the year he had last year and say – oh, man, look, Aaron Rodgers falling off the cliff. No, Rodgers was at the point where he was done with Green Bay. He was done, and I'm sorry, when you're done and you're done with a team, you you don't do the things you need to do all the way through to win. You're punching the time clock, waiting for something else to happen. So, yeah, all of a sudden, Rodgers shows up with the Jets and everything is sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, and here's some players I want, and I'm staying through. I'm not leaving for OTAs. I'm coming in early. Everything is good. I love being here. I'm taking less money. He is reinvigorated, right? Things just hit a, things hit a really bad time, and it was a three-year downturn for him and, and the Packers. Now, I'm not saying this is Aaron Rodgers' fault. It was all the Packers' fault, but for we're talking about Rodgers, and Rodgers was definitely done. So the last year, when he had a bad year last year, yeah, was that really because his skills fell off a cliff, right? Did he really fall off a cliff, or was he just done? Now, this tells you about motivation, and this tells you about where he's at when things do get to that point, but right now, it's a honeymoon with the Jets and the Jets do whatever he wants. He loves it. He's got a team around him that can win. He's got a great team. He's got a great defense. He's got a lot of weapons on offense and things are awesome, right? This doesn't tell you Aaron Rodgers ready for bounce back. And you think last year was a bet. You don't need to know anything else. And Packers fans right now are going, now he's taking less money. Now he's taking less money. This is just so awesome on so many different levels.
4: Yeah. I mean, you look at last year and number of interceptions were tip balls. So how much of that is timing that could have been established with some extra off-season workouts heading in? Because the receivers did get better as the year went on. You talk about a couple of MVP seasons, all of that, but the team not the same level of success, and certainly the playoffs have not been his friend. Look, this this just extends my theory of either he's a scroll, like Gazoo, <laughs> or it's, it goes back to the, all right, my year – uh, here, going to the Jets is a complete rehabilitation of everything. I'm going to show that I'm still motivated to win, and I'm going to shut up all of these and you and you and you and everybody that was hot take theater. I'm going to shut up uh, all the the people that said they were tired of me in Green Bay, the folks that wanted to attack me for off-field issues, everything else, and I'm going to be the best tourist and teammate I can possibly be. Maybe maybe found that moment of clarity in that darkness retreat i can't, i don't judge you know do even at the time right everybody's having laughs i'm like i don't know what goes on in there if you find some place that's going to give it, it's like you know people go to services people go meditate people go sit on the beach and stare at the ocean if it brings you some level of comfort and peace that you can go into your life go get it seems like he's found that and it's wrapped in a jets logo
1: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7
0: p.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel...
2: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. This hour of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, joining us now on the hotline for all the latest on the trade front and the day that was for Shohei Ohtani—he was there in person to see one of the greatest days in MLB history. He's on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, MLB Network insider John Morosi, who very soon will be starting his new job as interim Michigan football coach for the first four games of the season. JP, congratulations.
5: Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, We are going to attack the first four games of the season with an enthusiasm (laughs) unknown to mankind.
4: There we go. Nicely done.
5: Jason Smith, I've got a question for you tonight, my friend. (laughs) Who's got it better than us? (laughs)
2: Just remember, no hamburgers, right? No hamburgers. Right. That's the one thing. No hamburgers. I,
5: I I had the thought, uh, and uh, I, I will admit there are still. I, I am very much in MLB trade deadline universe right now, there. but I, I am wondering if if the if the venerable restaurant called the Little Brown Jug on South U and Ann Arbor is going to uh, maybe name some new hamburgers in occasion of this, and and uh, perhaps uh, add even some new revenue streams. So. Uh. All in the name of commerce, my friends. Well, Just help, help, the, help with the local economy. Yeah, it'll
4: certainly be on a menu as a cheeky item somewhere in Columbus, I'm sure.
5: <laughs> well, that, that is certain. The, the support of, uh, of the Columbus uh, business community for this burger in question is, uh, is very strong indeed. Hmm.
2: All right, well, JP, as you, you know, as you are getting ready to moonlight uh, coaching Michigan, it's a very easy four games, I think you'll be fine. Uh, you were there today. You covered game one of the doubleheader, Uh, Otani with a complete game shutout, two home runs in the second game. You know, when I was a kid, I used to read baseball books all the time that would take you back to certain days in history that you just can't believe happened. Like Joe Adcock, 18 total bases in a game. The guy had four home runs in a double. It's a major league record and certain things you can't believe happened. I don't know that this isn't isn't one of the greatest days in the history of the game. Who's had a day like this? Complete game shutout in game one of a double letter and two home runs in game two. You got to go back to like in the in the late 1800s if someone did something like that.
5: You're right. And uh remarkable. And certainly from my perspective, very grateful it happened in, in Michigan. I was mm-hmm. there for uh, for game one to see it, and, and just my goodness. I mean, for him, to, for Otani to throw the shutout, the first of his career, and then yeah, let's just hit a couple homers before we call it a day. Uh, Matt Manning, uh, the, the starter against whom he hit the homers in game two, said and exactly expressed what you're just saying, that that had to be the greatest day anyone has ever had on a baseball field. And, and again, let's. Whenever we talk about his historical achievements, and I love the history of the game, the game has never been better than it is right now in terms of the, the level of competition, the quality of the pitching, the the, the inclusiveness of, of the best players in all the world playing it. So, not only is he doing this in a way that's never quite been done before, but he's doing it against the very best competition and that to me is as important as anything else to mention that he is doing this in the best league in the world in the best version version of the best league in the world, and he is dominating it the way that the best 14-year-old in your town, who was just a head taller than everybody else, was able to do it uh, back in Pony League or Senior (laughs) League, and Shoah is doing it in the best league in the world. Simply remarkable.
4: So, JP, uh, one, I'm really disappointed in myself for not at least reaching out so you can go uh, finagle me some ticket stubs. But the second part to this is, (laughs) well, I mean, look, I'm a a collector, and this is historic stuff we're looking at here i mean with shohei otani and it's good that he's staying uh down the five in anaheim uh, a little while longer and jason and i were talking about it last night jp and i'm like well now will they be buyers further having made a couple of small moves and then well they're they're minutes later speaking it into existence the white Sox uh make that deal with the angels are they done
5: I don't think either team has done, uh, and as you know, the White Sox still have some dealing to do. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, the the Angels, I was told last night, even after the the deals went down, that they're still trying to acquire Jamer Candelario or another corner infielder to help. Uh, and of course, they've had uh, Trey Cabbage has come in and done a really good job as, as a corner infield guy. And and I, I think to your point, if you're going to leverage yourself, all in. And obviously, they had the chance to potentially move Otani based on the where, where things were going. They, they would have had multiple chances to take an acceptable offer. But the, the, the whole idea of the organization, Mike, is to make the playoffs with him. And so if that's the case, you go for it. And when you decide to go for it, you, you keep that foot down on the accelerator that's exactly what the angels are doing. I give them credit because you know this is this has become a time in the game's history where g m s are relatively cautious. They are relatively risk averse, not very menusean, especially not with the owner Artie Moreno endorsing the move so uh I, I think it's great for the game, great for the fans there. We've heard time and time again. The fans there want to see Shoei in the playoffs. Now they get the chance. Uh, actually, this morning, uh, before uh, the first game I was in the visiting dugout of Comerica Park, there was one player there, and that player was Mike Trout. <laughs> and Trout was was talking to me about just how excited he is and, and the the way that there's such an energy around the team, knowing what that trade meant last night, knowing what it means to have Shoei for the long term. So... This team, a sweep today, they're playing such great baseball. They've won, what, now nine of 11 games, and so uh, the Angels might now be the best version of themselves, and it's good for the game, good for the game to see them playing better, and now the rest of the American League West is certainly on notice.
2: All right, JP, well, let's head up the five freeway a little bit to the big story today. Speaking of trade deadline, now that Otani's off the market, uh, the Dodgers and Cardinals have had conversations about Nolan Arenado. The Dodgers clearly have everything they need to make this move happen. It probably should happen. They will pay him. He'll be their third baseman for the next five years. They'll give the couple of prospects the Cardinals want. Are the Cardinals going to pull the trigger? That's the big question. What are you hearing about this potential trade?
5: That is the big question. And certainly the Dodgers still have some pitching needs. And I I want to make that clear that I do think there's an acceptable deal to be had there and a compromise because the Dodgers do have such tremendous depth of prospects to get this deal done. So I I think the Dodgers' willingness is there. Nolan, I'm pretty sure – with a high degree of certainty, will we'll approve this deal and, and take the move to L.A. It's his favorite team as a kid. It's a no-brainer for him. But I, I think the Cardinals have to look at the big landscape here and see if there's a way that they can improve their pitching on a level that they feel comfortable without having to do this deal. I, I, I believe the Cardinals will try other avenues to upgrade their pitching by moving other bats. But if they can't get the pieces they need, The Dodgers are the best team to go to to get pitching, and I I think with a high degree of certainty, this deal and this possibility will be in play until the final hours on Tuesday. And uh, do not be surprised if if by 6 p.m. Eastern time, Nolan Arenado is back home as a Dodger, and my goodness, what a lineup that would be joining Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Will Smith, and all the others.
4: All our rumor, conjecture, speculation, uh, the dartboards and photoshopping of jerseys has begun jp in earnest uh jason's trying to give everybody away from the mets he's been wearing a sandwich board for the last several weeks uh how much activity do we see with those extra wild cards because we've got some you know terrible teams uh like my white Sox, uh but beyond them and and tim anderson actually hitting the ball well so if you're going to sell sell high uh hitting 395 or so since the uh the all-star break but how many big trades can we really see or, or is are a lot of teams going to take the angels approach of trying to cling to what playoff life they have
5: well it's a- question, and I think uh, one team to watch very carefully in in one that's been on the border of buying and selling, the San Diego Padres, and reports increasingly today that they're actually open minded to moving Snell, uh, potentially open minded to moving Hayter, and and even Juan Soto. So, if that's the case, that opens up a whole other layer of possibilities to where uh, Shoei stays put, but if Arnado and or Soto move, all of a sudden it becomes a really active deadline. Uh, There are a handful Full of teams that I think are very clearly sellers to your point the White Sox is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, Ozzie Gian
4: wants to give everybody including the uh, parking lot attendant.
5: I saw that I, I saw, <laughs> and by the way I did I saw Ozzy this week uh, on the south side and uh, let, let's put it this way that was the, the, a version of that <laughs> statement was also offered to me. Uh, so, With some uh, expletives uh,
4: thrown in knowing Ozzy.
5: Right, exactly. I will. I will not. So, so, so as as it were, uh, what you saw on the air was the redacted version. I would I would describe that. Uh, but but I, I would say this that that the Tigers will move some pitching. Michael Lorenzen is going to move likely. Uh, the White Sox will move Lynn probably. Tim Anderson, Aaron Bummer, Joe Kelly. They'll move some pieces. But I I, I do think those teams that are on the borderline still have an advantage. And, and in fact, because it's such a sellers market, it incentivizes those teams, like the Padres, to make that decision. To put Juan Soto out there, to put Blake Snell out there and, and Josh Hader, because as, as the Angels move into the buy column, and even potentially the Cubs, because they've played better of late, it, it incentivizes those teams, those other teams to become legitimate sellers. So I think you're going to see a, a lot of competition. It's probably going to remain a seller's market until the weekend. And then, of course, it, it becomes that pivot point where on Monday and Tuesday, um, GM starts saying, wait a minute, I, I can save my owner some money by moving Moving this reliever, let's do that. So, uh, there will usually become that pivot point, but that's why it's 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 going to be a days-long staring contest and I really think the two names to watch in the market if you want if you're rooting for a blockbuster, talk about Soto, talk about Arnádo. Those are the two names that I think could really move a lot of prospects and get a lot of excitement going on in the industry now that we know the show is is, is going to stay put.
2: All right, JP, let's finish here. If I said to you complete the sentence, the big name that you wouldn't be surprised to see dealt by the deadline, the big name that maybe we're not talking about, Not the big name that you wouldn't be surprised to see moved by the deadline, who would that be?
5: Justin Verlander. And, and there's been at least some talk, and, and Jason, uh, I, I think you've almost spoken this into existence, my friend, because <laughs> you have been talking to me about this. I've been saying, no chance, no chance, but – the Giants have some interest in him, and the, the big question, and this is where I wonder about things, Jason, how much of the $43 million, yes, $43 million due to him next year is going to be divvied up potentially if the Giants are the team. Do they, do, do the Mets pay half and then get themselves a decent prospect or do the Giants say no way no how. I'm, you're you're going to have to uh, do the Giants say you have to pay even more than that if you're, depending on what kind of prospect quality you give back and forth. So that to me is, is the big thing. And the Giants are the team guys that remember. They were in there on Judge. They were in there years ago on Harper. They were in there on Correa. didn't work out. They've got the ability to add payroll. So I, I'm watching the giants very carefully they needed they needed like an ace level starting pitcher could be justin verlander if he's ready to wave that no trade clause and move west
2: mm. you can follow him on twitter at john Morosi. that is at john Morosi, mlb network insider and if i get verlander moved i'm an insider too jp as always buddy appreciate it. if something breaks we'll talk to you and then uh, let us know how the michigan football team is looking as you coach them as we get into the season
5: uh, well, I well, I think Donovan Edwards, Heisman Trophy candidate this year, mark it down. And, and if you get Verlander moved, you're not just a good insider. You're the executive of the year. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at that. I'm digging that.
2: Oh, thank you so much, JP. Appreciate it. All the best, guys. Thank you. See ya. Oh, look at that. Look at this. I, I'm the executive. Of the, nah, I got removed. No, no, no. I got Look, that, moved. that already
4: happened by getting a deal made for Syndergaard. We, oh, we talked about that. Yeah, that is true. That's true. That, that's fun. already won. That, that award is already being printed <laughs> and engraved. <laughs> yeah, but how about Frostburg now going, no,
2: we don't want Verlander. Oh, we need to go to the Giants. Oh, no, we'll get Verlander. We'll get Verlander then. We'll get him. 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 Uh, so there you go. Great stuff there by John Morosi on Otani on the trade deadline Verlander the possibility of Nolan Arenado it looks good man some big big stuff from JP as always
1: be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern 7 p.m. Pacific
0: there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming
2: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hobo. Live from the Tyrac.com studios where the trade season has officially begun a week before the deadline, and oh boy, is this fun. We had Kike Hernandez. That was a nice trade. Ahmed Rosario was a pretty good trade. Now we're getting the Nolan Arenado rumors. We had Lucas Giolito going to the Angels last night, and now the Mets have announced... Our season is over. We are now selling. They have traded David Robertson, who came in to close this year after Edwin Diaz got hurt celebrating yeah. in the World Baseball Classic.
4: That's, uh, yeah, we haven't brought that one up in a while, oh, of how man. everything changed in that moment. Oh, everything. All the hope, all the expectations, yeah. the efficiency of your bullpen, all went to hell in yep. that moment.
2: But Robertson came in, did a pretty good job uh, closing, Yeah, and he look, he was in the last year of his deal, a one-year deal, and it looks like, from what I'm getting reports, the Mets are getting back the 18th and 20th rated prospects for the Marlins. One is a big riser that people seem to be high on um, that the Mets are getting back. Never heard so of them. That's, hey, look, <laughs> I, look I, don't, I don't know a lot about... I'm just getting last names that are on. I'm going, oh, okay, is this, who who is this it? Is who's there? Who's there? Um, they're, they're getting one of the prospects marco vargas marco vargas who supposedly is rookie league player but is pretty good the other one could be catcher ronald hernandez because all i've seen from the uh, check marks is that it's going to be vargas and hernandez but uh, i've not seen other names other than that but i'm looking at the top prospects of the marlins list they're 18 and 20 uh on the list so the mets say goodbye and i'll tell you this much okay they have said we're open for business we are they're making the right decision they have not won enough this is not a good team right they're just not good it just hasn't worked out and Verlander and Scherzer have been pretty good Verlander's been really good the last few starts he's pitched extremely well the last two starts have been great I told you last time that could be the last time we see him as a Met and if a team like the Giants these are the best starting pitchers that are out there are you going to have to give up a lot no you'll cover the Mets will cover a little bit of the money and they will make a move and go for next year. I'm telling you Steve Cohen will say this didn't work with we don't want to trust 39 and 40 year old guys because it took them too long to get going this year. Our pitching stunk. Verlander and Scherzer are not only available, I would think now it's more likely than not that they get traded, especially Verlander, who put him in a pennant race. A lot of scouts say he'll gain a couple more miles an hour on his fastball. The adrenaline from being able to pitch when when, he's, when the the team needs him and he's in a pennant race, Verlander's going to go, man. Be- better option than Scherzer? I think both of them, but Verlander definitely, I think he's going to be traded.
4: Yeah, I also think that your, uh, your owner should just option uh, the licensing to Seth Rollins theme song burn it down uh but yeah verlander shed the salary look whenever we start talking about the prospects it's rare that it's a name that that pops off unless you're really deep into the prospect world you're in deep dynasty fantasy leagues that include the prospect uh, or you're just super fan look i i love the white Sox. uh i have a love hate relationship with them but do I know their top prospects off the top of my head no not not generally I'm not digging that deep because uh, they're always used as trade chips to try to do something uh, so same situation here but for your Mets I, unfortunately that's that's where you're at in the season right at some point you you realize your sunk costs and see if you can't start building because guess what he has the wallet to go buy the next great starting pitcher on the horizon
2: that's what we're going to do we're going to reset next year and get younger guys who may be better exactly but the mets have started make your phone i i can negotiate on steve cohen's behalf oh by the way uh more on the mlb trade deadline and a huge story out of the nfl next on fox